This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Welcome on back. It's betting weekly game bet match. It's the number one tennis betting podcast in the ATP tour with myself, Nigel Seeley. And look who's joined me. He's back from his break, refreshed from the new year. Happy Christmas, happy new year. It's my old partner in crime, Sean Carver. Good to see you, mate. Good to see you back. Thank you very much. Good to be here. It feels like it's been a while, actually. It, it, well, it has been a while. I had to do it solo last week, three times. So that is hard. 25 minutes talking. It's the first sign of madness talking to yourself. And, uh, you know, I, 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 it was hard work, that was. I thought it was doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Is that That's madness, isn't it? And looking for hairs at the palm of your hand. I'm looking for them at the moment. I, I never heard of that one. I can't see any hairs on the head. <laughs> They're on the palm of my hand. Talk about that. <laughs> But uh, good to have you back, mate. You must be, you. you know, you've had a lovely Christmas with the family, New Year. <laughs> you, you've, you've had a bit of a holiday. You must be feeling full of the joys of spring and ready to go for 2024. No, uh, I'm, I'm feeling ready to go as far as the tennis is concerned. I've not had a great December, to be honest. I've, I've still, I was just saying to you, I still, I've had COVID. I still feel a bit rough, to be honest. It's one of them things that just, it sort of lingers. Uh, it's not quite gone yet. I mean, there was that. I mean, I could go into the full catalog. Yeah, go on, go on. Of disasters. What, what, what's happened? What's been going Obviously, on? Obviously, I had COVID. I had one, my tooth, I had to pay £1,000 to get my tooth fixed. And then I've been into the dentist three times, uh, <laughs> three times in a week, and I've got to go back again uh, next week to get it fixed. It's still not fixed. I've got a speeding fine. Oh, uh, my car's been in the garage twice for breakdowns to get oh, it fixed. Dear. That was another 1200 quid. Oh, um what else? Oh yeah, ordered a white fridge. Yes, you see everything in this in this room is kind of white, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Ordered a little fridge to keep my drinks cool and that. Ordered a white fridge. Turned up black. Oh dear. That was yesterday. I've I've now got to package that back up on my own, send it to a DPD depot and get that get that um, refunded. Oh dear. So something that's been great. The holiday wasn't great either. If I'm being. Oh, where did you go? Tenerife, but it was you, you, it's a bit of a gamble when you go to the Canaries because it's it's normally good weather, but it's not guaranteed. And it, we just got there at the back end; the storm had just passed through, and it was all cloudy, and you okay. know it wasn't great. What was, it, what was but, the bus um, like? Good bus service? <laughs> don't, I don't do buses in Tenerife. Oh, okay, right. The island's too small. It's only like you know twenty odd miles across. You oh. don't you don't. It, oh, it's just any, has there been actually. any positives? It does have a good it does have a good bus service, Tenerife. So I'm told, but I've not I've not used it. Were there any positives? Um... I'll get back to you on that. Okay. Well, <laughs> do you know what? I mean, it's quite, it's quite sorry silly, to depress you. Do you know what? Do you know, talking about car parking, uh, talk, talk about speeding fines. I got a speeding fine. It's got one of them speed awareness courses. You've you been on one of them? Uh, last two two of them. Hours. I'm not allowed anymore. I got I've a speeding I got caught by a camera on the way home from a speed awareness course. Did you? Yeah, generally did. Yeah. I come out of one in Sutton, in, in Surrey. And I went around a one-way system, and I wanted to get back for a. I think it was a football match starting. It went. They go on for hours, didn't they? They're like two and a half hours. And I got done yeah. by. I got done by a camera. I think it was Champions League, and I wanted to get back for a Champions League match to start at half five. And I, and I got done by a camera coming home from Sweden Awareness Corp. Now, I'm not saying to be proud about. Mine was coming home from the holiday that I just mentioned. 
I was doing 57 and a 50. Very naughty, obviously. So yeah, um, I think about Christmas as well. You know, we all, we, all, we spend so much money. I, I actually worked it out yesterday or, or the day before. I was, everyone was moaning in the house and everyone was, I actually worked it out. I spent $5,000 on Christmas presents. $5,000. And I got back a deodorant, pair of socks, pair of socks, a, 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 um, a scarf. Um, a pair of really cheap slippers, like you know, you get the really cheap ones that you just that, like big sort of like a fiver, not less than that, like primarily ones. <laughs> um, I think I've probably got about maybe forty dollars back in gifts, and and I spent five thousand dollars. So that let's talk about the return. I think you've on probably that. overspent on on your on your relatives and that. There, I think that's the problem. I, I, I always do. I always get a bit crazy. I start buying Christmas presents in like in September. But anyway, um, that's me. Uh, breaking news this morning, Rafa Nadal. We thought we, we, last week we were talking about this fantastic comeback. He's going to be playing the Australian Open. A lot of people on Twitter saying they took him. Uh, he got injured against uh, Jordan Thompson in that semi-final, and he's pulled mm. out the Australian Open this morning, which is really sad news, I suppose, and could be the end of Rafa, really. I, I, I can't see him coming back from this one. What do you think of that? What are your early thoughts of the news breaking this morning about Rafa Nadal? Well, I watched his match, a couple of his matches last week against Kubler and Jordan Thompson. To me, he didn't look like he was moving... I mean, Kubler was was injured himself, actually, so he couldn't give his best, but Thompson could, and he, he wasn't moving properly in the dark. He was, he was all right when the ball was in his strike zone, or slightly out of his strike zone, but any quick movement, to, to I think it was to his left, but to either side, it wasn't, you could say it wasn't the right movement, whether that was because of the injury or whether he just, is, you know, he's, he's going to be, in two summers' time, he's going to be 40. Mm. So, you know, I'm just not sure his body can cope with the, the demands of, of the game anymore. It, look, it looks that way anyway. It might just be a little niggle that he's got. But, you know, it's 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 easy to see that, that this this could be the end for Nadal. Certainly this this season you would expect. It looks like it's going to be his last, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, I'm not quite sure what happens with the, the bets uh, with Bet Rivers. You'll have to get in contact with uh, customer support if you've had a bet on that. Because yeah, I'm, I imagine it'll be refunded before I'm, the... Yeah, before the that, tournament started, but I'm not sure to be honest. I think they will do. I mean, you'd have to check the terms. I mean, we're literally we're recording this now, and the news news is only broken about sort of an hour ago. So, if you have a, had a wager on Nadal, you have to check out with the the support on the Bet Rivers website. Um, interesting week last week. There was two men's tournaments and in the women's tournament as well. We went through another tournament there. Are we going to talk about what happened to you yesterday with you? I'd rather not. I'd rather. Oh, not. Right, okay. What, what, okay. What, what? I went out with my son. He, had a he beat you at betting, didn't he? That's, I say beat me. I, I wouldn't say beat me. I'd say so I'd sort of give him a give him a chance. You know, I, I don't know. We, we, we had he, he he keeps saying that he's he. To be fair, my son Harry is eighteen, and you can legally gamble in uh, England at eighteen. America is twenty one, and you can drink obviously here as well. So he's eighteen, and he's got his first betting account, and he has like eight dollar parlays and six dollar parlays, and his success his success rate has been exceptional. Yesterday he was on Chip a cash off the old block, you might say. Well, he's, I, honestly, I think he's better than me. I, I think. I think. Why, why I did you he, take I, him on then? <laughs> well, look, he's too young. Give it, give it three years, and I'm, I'm gone. Bet Rivers will have a new CD on their books. But um, I, I think, he, I think he's very, very good. And um, he had a bet yesterday, and he had a cash out. He was winning trying to win a thousand pounds, so about eleven hundred dollars. He had a cash out, and he, he was two hundred dollars. One team let him down. It was one one Norwich let him down. Um, but anyway, he's um. He's very bright and, and he keeps telling me he knows more about football than me. So I decided to give him a challenge and uh, he absolutely schooled me. 
<laughs> Scold me. Scold me. Give 4 0 in Should we just let Lagan and Harry do the show from now? I think it's I think it's better. I think I think it's much better. I think they're this they they'd be much better on Instagram than me and you, Sean. I can assure you that. I think we get the younger vote. We we get in the sort of the, the older they'll they might they'll get the female vote as well, which we I think Lagan's a bit young yet, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, at nine. Uh, sorry. I think I think they could continue. Definitely. I don't see any reason why. But anyway, I don't want to talk about that. I'd I'd rather okay, I'm sure you I, don't. I, I, no, let's but I'm gonna I'll, I'll beat him next week. Let's move on then. If we if we, we do do a challenge next week and he wins it, we'll never see the light of day. Anyway, uh, last week we have two tournaments. Before I said that, we had um, last week in the number one and the number two seed in both of the men's tournaments reached the final. The number one and number two seed in the women's uh, big tournament as well, Rebecca, Rebecca and Sabalenka reached the final as well. Not a great week for underdog betters. And obviously a lot of people might look at the start of the season and think, you know, it's a good time to, we could get a shock, but it, it didn't seem to be that way last week. And historically you need to come into tournaments at the start of the year, really fast with the, with a short turnaround before the Australian open. Yeah. It's, it's it, lucky. I didn't do the show last week actually, because I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't have had either of those two. Dimitrov, you know, he hadn't won a title for, numerous years wasn't it 2017 was the last time he won. yeah i mean how can you back a guy at six to one that hasn't won a title in like six years seven years whatever it is you know that's, that's not value is it if you just if you want to cash a ticket at whatever price then great but um not for me backing a guy at six to one hasn't won a title in, in many many years and rublev as well he, you know he what was he about three to one four to one mm. yes it doesn't i think he was actually short you, you're cashing tickets but it's not it's not my kind of betting i'd rather have a you know, an each way that, that that comes, you know, second at a decent price rather than um, backing those two. It's, it's not it's not usual. You don't normally get the top seeds winning in the first week, as I'll come on to in a minute. I'll talk about the trends. Okay, so the trends to come. Let's start this week. We are in Adelaide, the first tournament we're talking about. It's an ATP Tour 250 event. Uh, I looked at the conditions as well. It's quite a fast court, but it's a pretty similar kind of like last year's trends as well. It's probably a, a sort of a me medium to fast court, not in the top, not as fast as last week, I don't think. But uh, you may have a little bit more than me. If you look at the previous winners, there's no real sort of identity into the previous winners. One feast won it in 2022, Quan won it in 2023, Yannick Sinner in 2021, and Rublev in 2020. I think I think I've got the years mixed up because it was a COVID year. But they're the last four winners. They also of played two tournaments. They played this tournament twice yes. in two years. There was an Adelaide one and an Adelaide two, and one year it was called Adelaide, but it was played in Melbourne, so it's a bit, it's a bit complicated. Or vice yeah. versa. I can't remember which one it was now. But uh, what do you, what do you, what do you make of this tournament? What, what conditions are we at, and what the weather conditions? Sorry, what the court conditions firstly, and what are the weather conditions going to be like as well? Yeah, it's pretty quick here actually. Uh, right. Green set, hard court, which is the same one as the Australian Open. They use these AO balls, the, the uh, Dunlop AO balls, which the players complained a lot about last year. They said they were pretty quick at the start, but then they kind of fluff up uh, and get a bit slower. Um, the average is 83% holds and 74.7% first serve points won. So it, that's, you know, puts it in the top sort of 10 quickest of, of the year. Right. But 39% uh, of the matches feature a tie break, which probably slightly less than you would think. Um, decent one for underdog winners, 36% on average of one here, which is 3% above average. And if we're looking at totals, the over 22 and a half games has cashed 49% of the time in the last five editions. Now, the weather this week, it's supposed to start at 21 degrees and finish at 31 degrees. So <laughs> quite a disparity. I think there's some storms in the area at the minute and they're going to blow through and then it's going to get progressively hotter until it gets up to sort of 31 at the end of the week. So it's Warm, sunny, should be reasonably quick conditions. Um, as I said, there's been quite a few 
big price winners and finalists of this tournament. You mentioned Quan there. He was a lucky loser. We couldn't have him last year because he wasn't even in the draw. Mm. 33 to 1 he won it at. Uh, Corder, 33 to 1 as well. Kokinakis, 20 to 1. Rinder Kanesh made the final at 40 to 1. Lloyd Harris made the final at 66 to 1 as well in the, the year that Rublev won it. So, um, yeah, quite quite uh, quite quick conditions. Have been some big price winners. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's normally a, a decent tournament, one that I look forward to because it's got good good underdog uh, winners as well. Uh, and if you look at the draw, I mean, it doesn't really, isn't really much in it in, in quality of depth, I don't think. Uh, at the top part, the draw number one series, Tommy Paul, he's scheduled to meet on the seedings. I don't think it's going to go to seedings, but Sebastian Bays will be his quarterfinal opponent who plays Jack Draper in round one. I think expecting a big year. He's just got in as a, sorry, mate. Yeah. He's just yeah. got in when, when Nishioka withdrew. So he, he was in qualies Draper, but he, he got taken out of the qualies because he was the next one in line. Yeah. And you also have in that section as well, just above it, kick Manovich and McDonald who, so I, I, he can't really see Sebastian Bays going through. Uh, Tommy Paul will play uh, Bays on the draw, but uh, we think maybe someone else in that quarterfinal lineup. And Mazzetti will be looking at to play Bublik. Uh, Echeverry will play Sebastian Corder who's the number three seed. And Leheka will play Jarry. So that's the projected um, quarterfinals and the last day. If we look at the outright odds here, Sebastian Corder is five to one favourite. Now, I'm so glad. We, if you haven't followed this podcast last year, if you're new to it, Sebastian Corder cost us more money than anybody else last year. It was a running joke towards the end of the year about Sebastian Corder. We thought he was going to win a tournament at the end and actually do it all for us. But uh, And he was at his inconsistent best last week, bowing out in round one. And he's the favourite. I just can't understand why he's the favourite. Anyway, Tommy Paul is 5-1 to one joint favourite. Nicholas Jarry is plus 6.50. Kit Manovic is 12. Lorenzo Massetti is 14. Matteo Arnaldi is 16-1. to one. Lorenzo Sanego 16-1. to one. Dan Evans at 18. And then we go into Rinky Hichikata at 20. Uh, Jiri Leheka Kokonakis at 20. Jordan Thompson at 20. The man who beat Rafa Nadal last week. And 22-1 to one bar those. Uh, head to the BetRiz website. You'll be able to see there. And they're offering each way odds. A half the odds one too. So what that means is if you place two wages, one of them to win the tournament, one of them to make the final, you will pay, will pay out at half the odds if your player makes the final and doesn't win. So, for example, if you bet uh, Dan Evans at 18 to 1 and he made the final, you will get a payout of a guaranteed payout of 9 to 1 to make the final and you'll have another part of your bet at 18 to 1. So, it could have a bumper win and bet rivers when he only books sports books across America to offer each way betting. Um, Sean, what do you like here? Give us your reasoning and your analysis of this draw in Adelaide. It's quite a tricky little draw, actually. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't back any of the four seeds. I mean, they all look opposable to me. I mean, Tommy Paul's only won one tournament in his career, and this is his first match of the year. Uh, Massetti on a quick hard court, not not really for me. Um, Corder, you know, he's won here before, but at a much, much bigger price. You know, you'd want a big price about Corder. You wouldn't want five to one. About Corder, he's not the most reliable. As you said last week, he lost um, straight sets to, to Yannick Hanfman. He normally starts the season strongly, Corder, but he's so he's so difficult to, to call now, isn't he? I certainly couldn't back him at that price. And Nicholas Jarry again on a quick hard court, not the great. You know, he'll probably probably will get through a few rounds on his serve potentially, but he's, he'll find it hard to win the tournament just on tie breaks. Um, difficult to fancy any of those four for me. So. The, the top half of the draw, I think, is is slightly more complicated, especially with Draper coming in there now. Um, the bottom half is is slightly clearer because there's only one qualifier to slot in. The other qualifiers are going in the top half of the draw. People like Rinderkinesh are in the qualies as well. So that you know, he's a former finalist here, so that could kind of have a bearing. So the top half looks complicated. So I've taken two 
in the bottom half. I've taken um, Alexander Shevchenko. I took him at 28 to 1 earlier on today. And I got the same price about Kokinakis, 28 to 1 as well. Um, Shevchenko, you know, he's, he's just been in. It looks to me like this price is too big. I, I expect him to be about 16s, 20, something like that. Um, very much on the upgrade. One to watch for me in 2024. I think I mentioned it last season as well. He's won nine of his last 12 matches, Shevchenko. The only losses came to Rune, Holger Rune, Humbert, and Felix Auger, Aliasim, and that was in a final set tiebreak. He's already beaten Corder, who he would meet potentially in the quarterfinals here, but he's beaten Corder on hard before. He beat him at Washington, D.C., Last summer, uh, very much a player that's improving at the minute. You shouldn't really fear anybody in this draw for me, Shevchenko. I think 28 to 1 is anything above 20 to 1 is is a decent price each way for me on Shevchenko. Should be beating Etcher very really uh, on current form and on, on all the, the hardcore stats. And Kokinark is kind of an obvious bet, really. He's he's playing, this is his hometown tournament. He was really disappointing last week in Brisbane where he went down pretty tamely to Hijikata in the first round. I expected better from him then. I can't imagine he's going to put a tame one in here. Uh, it's his home tournament. It's his hometown. He's won it before. These are his conditions. I've said many times he plays much, much better. His stats are much better in Australia than anywhere else. He doesn't like the travel. He doesn't like the tour grind. He likes playing at home. Um, should be beating Lajevic in the first round. Then, then after that, Leheka or Popirin, Jarry as the seed. I'm not I'm not seeing this as a daunting draw for him. So those, those are my two here in uh, Adelaide. Yeah, I was really impressed with Shevchenko last week. I thought he should he give he didn't take his chances against Holger Rune. He sort of blew it in the final set, but he, he had chances in set one. He played really well. He's improving very, very yeah, quick. The I only mentioned... slight worry about him is fitness. He maybe needs to improve his stamina a little bit, but at this price, I'm I'm happy to have a go. Yeah, I agree with you. I think twenty eight to one is a monster price when you consider that uh, the five to one favourite in the tournament is Sebastian Corder. Uh, a man who is beaten. He ha- he does try to face a tricky opening match against Etcheverry, but he's still a minus one sixty five favourite to win that match with Bet Rivers. And talking of matches, let's move across to three matches that you have highlighted for us. Um, the first match we're going to talk about is Rinky Hitchigata up against Dan Evans. Um, these two have never met before. And surprisingly here, um, Rinky, Rinky Hitchigata is, is an overwhelming favourite when you consider his world ranking. Dan Evans is much the higher ranked opponent here. Dan Evans is making his year debut here. He's minus 105. Which Rinky Hitchigata is minus 120. The totals are 22 and a half with under Minus 108 over minus 118, I think it's uh, 118, yes. And if you want to look at the game spread, it's a one and a half game spread, which is minus 134. Dan Evans plus 105. Uh, Hinchigata, Dan Evans receiving the start, sorry, minus 134. Hinchigata giving up the start is plus 105. But really, you want to play on the money line rather than the handicap when they're they're so uh, closely matched. Now, this match starts tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. And Bet Rivers do have about 30 different markets available on the match. And remember, if you do place a bet on this match or any match on the ATP Tour or the WTA Tour, you can live stream the match uh, from the comfort of your own home. Um, Dan Evans, um, Mr. Inconsistent for me. Uh, but I am surprised that, that he isn't the favourite here when you consider the calibre of the two players and the fact that he's, what, almost... 30-odd places now above him in the world rankings. That does seem a little bit of a surprise to me. Yeah, I've taken Evans here as underdog. Um, slight chance because it's his first match of the season, but statistically, I know Hijikata's been playing all right recently, but I'm not sure he warrants. He definitely doesn't warrant this price based on stats. Outdoor hard, last 12 months at main level. Service points, one return points, one totals. Bearing in mind, Evans didn't have a particularly great year last year. He had one great... He, 
popped up in was it Washington, Washington DC? Won it, yeah. Won it. Other than that, he didn't really do anything. He had a, a poor season with injuries and loss of form. So it wasn't a great season for him, but still well ahead on, on the stats. Hijakarta's only got a total of 97. Evans, 101. If you also take into account the service hold and break totals, Hijakarta, 96. Evans, again, 101. So a fair, a fair advantage for Dan Evans. The other thing here is that Evans does tend to play well in, in Australia. He's won titles here. Um, he's played well in the, the ATP Cup here before as well so he, he likes the conditions he's at his best on a sort of quickish hard court as he showed in washington dc he's pretty quick there as well um happy to take this price i mean hijikata might win this match but i'm not backing him at that that price is it's a dreadful price yeah. so as ever the value is there it's not always there but for me there's this value on dan evans here taking a chance on him i know he's been training in marbella uh he was training in marbella a couple of weeks ago about three weeks ago actually so he's He's recovered, obviously, from that injury that he had at the end of last season. He was practicing on the clay. Now he's obviously been practicing on the on the hard courts as well. So he's, I'm assuming he's going to be fit to go. So happy to take it. And that is our first official pick of 2024. I don't know if it's a something we should be looking back. We're putting our first pick and our official pick on Dan Evans. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I, I understand the argument completely. I think he is the wrong price here. I think he should be. Uh, the marginal favour. I'm surprised he's the underdog, but uh, he's probably the least person I want to trust for my first official pick of 2024. But I could have had the public or someone like right, that. Yeah, yeah. But the price is wrong, and uh, we do think he's value, and I, th- I expect that market to move pretty considerably. So we didn't keep any record of the bets last week because it was unfair without Sean. I just give some advice and leans, but this is our first official pick. And uh, very quickly, like buses, Sean knows all about buses. Very uh, official pick will be following up very quickly. And it's in Matteo Analdi against Marton Fuksovic. He's another two players that have never played before. And again, it's a quite a close one to call. Uh, Analdi is the favourite here at minus 129. Fuksovic is plus 104. The total is 22 and a half over and under. Uh, under is minus 104, over is minus 124. And if you do like the handicap or the spread, it's minus one and a half round old and now the minus 103. Fuksovic is minus 124. But as I say, there's 30 different markets available for you to have a look at on the Bet Rivers website and play a wager of your choice. Um, on Aldi, I think he's a he's going to be a, a very talented player, the young Italian. He's 22 years of age, but his best form comes on the uh, on the clay, doesn't it? Here, and Fuksovic is a bit of an old wily. Uh, Fox, isn't he? Been around for many years now. He's almost 10 years older than his opponent here, the Hungarian. Um, how do you see this one going? Well, these two played last week in Brisbane. In a, Did they? A, yeah, they met last got week. That on my, I haven't got that on my head record. Didn't know that. Okay, oh, yes, well, I don't, they... my, listen, it's my mistake. I've gone wrong. They met twice before. My mistake. They played in the Challenger, which I thought I think you probably didn't have the Challenger. Fuksovic won I, the I Challenger. I did. It's in Canberra, wasn't it, or somewhere? It was in Canberra in 2023, yeah. which Fuksovic won. And they played last week, as Sean just said there. My mistake. I don't know why I missed that out. Uh, and Aldi won in a very close match um, in two tie breaks. Very close. Sorry, Sean. I apologize for that. No, that's right. Um he was unlucky, Fuksovic, last week. Pure and simple, he was. He was unfortunate. Uh, it was a rain-affected match in Brisbane. There was a lot of storms and stuff there, very humid at times last week in Brisbane. So he led by a set, Fuksovic. He had two break points to serve the match out for a two-love two straight sets victory. You know, if he'd taken one of them break points, he'd have been serving for the match. Didn't take the break points. And as, it, as so often happens, if you don't take those big chances, he got broken in the very next game. Ended up losing it, having had a match point in a final set tiebreak. Kind of a very Fuksovic-y kind of loss that. He, he does this quite often, which is why I'm always a bit a bit reticent to back him because he, when he's playing well, he looks, uh, you know, a million dollars, but mentally not quite there. 
kind of a typical loss for him that he's, he's suffered those sort of defeats many, many occasions. But he was some way ahead in terms of the service points, one and return points, one titles. He lost the match, but he was 105 to 95 ahead in terms of those stats. So you could certainly chalk that down as an extremely unfortunate loss for Fuksovic. Um, it's just a lean this one because I can't, he scares me, Fuksovic. He makes me nervous, which I don't like to be when I'm when I'm betting and stuff. I don't like to be hiding behind the sofa watching it. Um, but if you are going on the money line here, there's definitely a, a, a reasonably strong case to be made for Fuksovic as the underdog. So just reminding me there, hiding behind the sofa, I'll tell you a very, very funny story very quickly. Uh, I, I don't know if the American, I don't know what the equivalent of this would be to the American audience, but if you're if you're English or British or, or Irish, you'll, you'll know what this was. We used to have teletext, didn't we? Do you remember teletext? Like, I'm just going back about 40. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, teletext, so basically, it was on your television screen, you used to press the button, put the scores in, give you all the information on, on your TV screen. About. It was like a pre internet, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I, I must have had teletext in America, I'm sure it was, but they might have an equivalent. But a friend of mine um, had a very, very big treble parlay. Uh, on the tennis and he had it with a snooker player uh, two tennis players and a snooker player and he had it for like big money about 500 500 um, dollars and it, in the the tennis sets used to update every five seconds like every two minutes so it'd go one nil then it would go sometimes jump and go to a half hour later two one yeah. and then it would jump again and go three two it never updated like point for point we have now and it, it was the first to five and it was four four and this guy in the snooker match in the snooker match, it's first to yeah. five. And this guy, and it was his whole parlay was on this this match. And he was hiding behind the sofa. And he had cut, he'd cut, cut, cut out new, newspaper all over the, the television. And he had the two holes where it said 4-4. Four, four, and he just wanted to see which, the right side was his man, the left side. And he was just hiding behind the sofa, waiting for the right side to say five, just sitting like this. Oh, yeah. And, and his wife walked in after dropping the, the, after picking the kids up from school. With like three sets of parents, three mothers, and all these kids come in, and they just they just said, "Oh, don't worry about him. He's just he's what he does much tax." And he was hiding <laughs> behind the sofa, like all the kids are running in and all the parents running in, and uh, waiting for the score. I don't. It didn't win. He lost, and um, I don't know what happened to the television and the paper, but it just out just, the window. I should imagine, think. Just imagine a man hiding behind the sofa with with t- newspaper all over the television for a parlay and a house full of children and mothers coming in. Anyway, I, I digress. That's how I feel about Martin Fuxovich yeah, matches yeah, you, generally. You, you, don't want, you don't want Lagan and, your, and your, your, his friends from school to come home and see you hiding behind there. It's quite, like, it's quite a length he's gone to there, isn't it? Cutting out the holes in the exact right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can... You, you, do, you do crazy things when you when you, when you when you want to win and you change I don't think I've ever done anything like oh, that. I've done some really crazy things. I, 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 I used to do certain things with like walk the dog at a certain time and then and then I would um get up and make a cup of tea wouldn't watch it come back put it on mute I mean crazy I, I can't think of you yeah have you done any crazy betting things to try to to get your bet home when you go into the betting shop and you see the guy riding horse I think that's the one that's, come on, my come mate here. my He's mate used to do that my mate used to do that he didn't used to have the whip but he used to sort of rock yeah. from side to side when his he could tell when his horse was getting closer because he'd rock faster yeah. And uh, yeah, he, so you, you do see things like that, but it's not something that I generally do. Yeah, but if you've done any strange uh, superstitions when you're betting, let us know because give us any questions as well you want on it to share them with us. Uh, finally, we move on to uh, Leheka against Popperin. I mean, this is a, a we you've picked three real clients matches Leheka minus 112, Popperin minus 112. You can't even get closer than that. The total is 23 and a half, and obviously, there is no game spread because it's a pick and match on the money line. Um, Popperin last week. I watched this match against Saffron. Did you watch that match? It was a crazy, crazy, crazy no, match. No, I didn't. 
Uh, it, it was uh, Popperin should have won. There were so many matches last week where players had set points and Popperin had set points and Safley never took them. So many, so many matches last week. Big, I think Chilich had eight set points. He had nine match yeah, points, yeah, Chilich. Yeah, match There was crazy nine match points. points. I've, yeah. I've never had a loser with nine match points. I've had five, six, never had nine. Yeah, it was a crazy, that's crazy week for, for match points conversions. So Popperin here should have beaten Safflin. Safflin obviously uh, went deep in the tournament. It was an epic game. And then the Hecker, who isn't playing that well, but he did take a set of Novak Djokovic, was the, and Novak, but Novak Djokovic was into an injury timeout in that match. So this is a pick and match. Usually it's very hard to, the bookies make them pick them because they're very, very hard to have an opinion on, but you have an opinion on this match. I do, not on the money line in particular. Um, two players here that are very strong on serve, not particularly great on return in quick conditions. It, it suggests tie breaks to me. If we look at Popperin's stats, he's he's very much a, a serve dominated player. He's only broken serve 12.5% of the time on outdoor hard at main level in the last 12 months, winning just 32.7% of return points, um, but holding like 86, 87% of the time. So a very these are the kind of players with, the, I like these profiles. It, it tends to suggest tie breaks. 12 of his last 21 sets, that's 57%, have gone to either 12 or 13 games, hop you're in. Um, Leheka, little bit better on return, not a great deal, breaks 16% of the time. And wins thirty four percent of return points. Once so slightly better return game, not not massively, a little bit better. Still strong serve. Um, two guys in these conditions, if they serve well, they should be rattling through their their service games. It should be close. So they, these guys should both be highly motivated. Leheka, uh, as many people will remember, made the quarterfinals of the Australian Open last year. He, he's going to need to back up those points sometime soon because he's lost. I think I think he's lost eight of his last nine matches. Leheka. Mm. Um, not playing well at all needs needs a boost otherwise his ranking is is definitely going to drop and Popperin obviously playing at home in Australia played well this part of the year last year obviously won a title last year on the clay he's, he's he's a player that's that is improving so it should be a close match so I was quite surprised to see Bet Rivers offering plus money on a tiebreak here plus one twenty um, that's actually moved now it's actually gone down to plus one hundred two it's still plus money but. That yeah. is that's still value okay. when you consider the games are 23 and a half. I always think when you hit that 23 and a half game line, the, the tie break should be minus money. That's my my sort of strategy that I look at. I thought it'd be about one point, maybe 1.85, 1.9, yeah. something like that. But I took the plus 120 and it's still, if you can get on at plus money, then then do it would be my advice. Yeah, plus 102. I think that's something to look for. If you see matches at pitched at 23 and a half and you can get a tie break over, uh, over half in the match at plus money. I think that's definitely a strategy you want to use and that's definitely in quick conditions here. So there you have it. There's two official picks from Sean. A tie break in Laheka and Popper in at plus 102 now. It was plus 120, but unfortunately it's now plus 102. Uh, we've gone for Dan Evans to win his match against uh, Hichigata minus 105 and a small lean for Fuksovic on the money line at plus 104. So two official plays for if you start 2024. And we have another tournament. It's another 250 event. And this time it's in Auckland. It's the ASP, ASB Classic. Uh, previous winners, there's not really many illustrious names on here. So um, last year was won by Richard Gasquet, rolled back the clock and won this one. Well, it was um, a choke, wasn't it, from Cam yeah. Norrie? It was a flat-out choke that allowed Gasquet to win that. Was, uh, he blew a gasket, didn't he? Uh, Umber was 2022. Uh, Sandegrin won it in 2019. Batista a good in 2018. Um, what do we got to look out for here? What are the conditions? What's the weather forecast? Probably glorious sunshine in Auckland. Have you ever been to Auckland? Everyone has told me... To go I have. To... Is it, oh, yeah. is it supposed to be a very, very beautiful place, isn't it? I, I like New Zealand. Wow. I, I do like New Zealand. Um, 
I didn't spend that long in Auckland. It was a kind of a, a starting point for like a tour of the of the two islands. Um, so I only spent a couple of days there. But um, yeah, I like I, I like it. It's, it's it's not too hot. It's like Australia can sometimes be a bit oppressive, can't it? Some, you know, it was forty when I was there in Melbourne. So you know, that's too hot. It's a very beautiful place, New Zealand. If you mm. obviously it's a, a very very long way away, but if you get a chance to go, I would I would certainly say go. Yeah. Now, Sean, I'll tell you one thing. If I'm doing 24 hours, I'm not. I can't go economy class, and I couldn't. I couldn't go first class. It would cost me a fortune. I, I, Just so that, suck I, it up and get go in economy. You'd have to. You'd have to like. You have to put me like BA Baracus. You'd have to put an injection just, in me. Get just me take some sleep. Valium or something, and just you know, you'll be fine. It's oh, worth I, it. It's nice, dude. It? It's, it's probably it's, once in a once in a Vegas is thing. my max. Another that another another ten hours on that. I don't know what I'll do. Especially okay, well, I have been class. there before. It, it can be windy in Auckland. Right. That's the only thing. I have looked at the weather forecast. It doesn't look like it's going to be that windy this week, but it can get quite gusty there. It's called the City of Sails for, okay. for a reason. It does get pretty windy. So it's played on the same green set surface as the Australian Open, um, just to kind of make all the, the, the lead-up tournaments the same. Um, kind of a medium pace surface. I would suggest not quite as quick as, as Adelaide. Averages around 82% holds, 73.4% first serve points won. So decent pace, but not not lights out quick. A lot of the matches last year, you probably remember, were played indoors because it hammered it down for most mm. of the week. And uh, we tried to tailor our bets, didn't we, to to the indoor matches. And we were guessing which one the would be played in indoor and outdoor. But this week it looks it looks fine around twenty five C uh, temperatures all week. Actually, averages more tie break matches than than Adelaide forty four percent tie break matches, and a decent amount of dog winners. Very decent amount of underdog winners thirty eight percent, which is slightly more than Adelaide and and well above the average. Um, more over games of cash here as well. Over 22 and a half games has cash 53% of the time in the last five editions in Auckland. As far as the trends are concerned, as you suggested, there was, there was quite a few big price winners and finalists. Gasquet last year, but that, that was, that was a fluke. Let's be honest. Norrie just threw it away and then, then started crying. I think if I remember rightly, he's, he's choked the final a couple of times here, Norrie. So that's something to bear in mind. He, he does get extremely nervous because he, he is basically a Kiwi, isn't he? Mm. Bulls Auckland home. It's his home tournament, although he plays for Britain. Um, so yeah, watch out for Norrie if you if you're on him. Gasquet 18 to 1, Humbert 28 to 1. Sangdron, as you mentioned, was a hundred to one winner here in 2019. I remember that very well because I was on Cam Norrie at 28 to 1 each way. And Norrie was the was the favourite going into that final, and he he lost, I think it was in straight sets. So no number one seed has made the final here in Auckland since David Ferrer won it in consecutive years from 2011 to 2013 so 10 years 11 years maybe uh without a number one seed making the final here so can the number one seed make it the final here oh actually you want to win it and he's the tournament favorite the number one seed here we have ben shelton uh well he's second favorite actually behind felix orgialisine but there's number one seed uh, ben shelton and in his section of the draw he's going to play in the quarterfinals probably offner or shapovalov we're going to come on to that match in a second uh, then we got Serendula, the number three seed. Um, he's playing that that section that is very weak there. Um, he looks scheduled to play Max Purcell in the quarterfinals. He's the number eight seed, which shows you how weak that is. Artur Fields uh, is up against uh, Orge Aliasim in a much tougher third section. And in fourth section, Christopher Eubanks obviously burst onto the scene at Wimbledon, had a great end of year. Uh, he's scheduled to play Cam Norrie. So looking for the value, I think that top, Quarter looks quite tough. I think the bottom quarter looks tough. The, the value is certainly in, in section two, very, very weak in there. 
Um, where do you see um, some potential in the outright market? Let's give you some odds before we give, get there. Uh, Felix Auger-Alice, as I said, is the favourite, $5. Ben Shelton is plus $5.50. Cam Norrie, the number two seed, is $6.50. Artur Fies, uh, seven. Uh, Gail Monfils, eight. Uh, Roberto Batista, a good 11. Bosic van der Sanchez, at 14. Francisco Serendula, 14. Christopher Eubanks, 20. Dennis Shepafardoff on his comeback is 20. Marazan, 20. Ofner, who was in great form last week, is also 20 to 1. And it's 22 to 1 bar those players. Where is the value, Sean? I think you're right. I think the value, if you can find any, is perhaps in the second quarter. But yeah. nothing. who, who are you going to take? I mean, Serendolo doesn't really feel like a sort of tournament that he would be likely to win. I, I can't imagine. What price is Serendolo? I can't imagine he's a particularly so, big Serendolo price. Serendolo is 14 to 1. I would have Vukic at a big price. I mean, it was quick. Vukic... I, he was in shocking form last week. I think he only won 53%. Considering he's a big serve, I think he won 53% of his first serve points last week, Vukic. Right. And he's a, he's an underdog against Taro Daniel, mm, who himself yeah. is not someone you can imagine winning this tournament. Bonzi does have the ability to win, but is he is he fit? He hasn't seemed fit since that wrist problem he had almost a year ago. Um, you know, you wouldn't be 100% sure that he's going to beat Muller in the first round. So... I'm, I was kind of half toying with Purcell at 33 to 1, but it's just not, I don't think he's quite got the quality to, to win. He might go pretty close. I think perhaps he's the best of the underdogs, but I've actually gone a different way here. I've got a theory about this. I've taken I've taken my old friend Gail Monfils at 9 to 1. He's older than you. Win this tournament. We're, we're roughly the same age. I think he's yeah. maybe a couple of months younger. I've got a theory here. He's been, he's been in Auckland for a long time. He, he went weeks ago because. Svitolina, obviously his wife, was playing the WTA tournament there last week. I think she lost in the final, didn't she? Yeah. Svitolina. She took a set of Corey Goff and uh, lost in three sets. So she, so they've been there for, for a long time. So he should be, should be, <laughs> very much attuned to the conditions here. He should be the best prepared out of any of these players, um, should Gail Monfils. Uh, and his recent form is very, very, very good. He's won 12 of his last 17 matches. And if you look at the five defeats, they came against Djokovic, Sinner, Rublev. And in the last two weeks of the, the season when he was exhausted, he lost to, to TFO and Serendolo after he'd won Stockholm. So he was a bit he was a bit tired then. But he's won all the other all the other matches. He's always he's not always, but he's often started years very, very fast. He's won tournaments and made finals numerous times in January and February. Uh it tends to go well when he's when he's keen and he's he's had a bit of a rest and he's fresh and he's fit. So I'm not convinced about Ben Shelton, to be honest with you. Is he going to back up last season? Maybe, maybe not. Um, how many times have we seen it coming into the season? The players just don't carry on with their form that they had at the previous year. Um, and his first match against will probably be against Gael Monfils. That's you know that's a tough ask. So taking a chance on my old buddy Lamont here at uh, nine to one. He's now currently eight to one with Bet Rivers, but that's still value. He does have a tough opener goes against Marazan. I suppose not his surface, and you would you would expect him to get through there. It's quite difficult. He should match. beat him, yeah. And the other thing I thought you might say because we've spoken about Monfils before. He's he's an entertainer. He loves the big matches. You know, he loves and going out going ahead. He's going to love Shelton. Shelton he'll, yeah. lo he'll love that. It'll be a great matchup for him. Shelton won't enjoy that. So I can see your reasoning, your arguments, and get on Monfils, but he does have a difficult um, route through to the final. Uh, but if he gets through that number one in that top quarter, then you beat Shelton. It's, you'll, it's, you'll beat anybody in it's that. It's open, in, isn't it? In that quarter too. So, uh, and then that, that's the only 
pick there, nothing else you like. Just, just we're going to go all in on Monfils. The only other in. slight lean would be Purcell, but I, yeah, not having said that, I'm not going to back him. I'm sure he'll probably win, but yeah. he's the only other one that I really sort of considered and 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 thought about for a while. You've definitely got to be playing in that top half, I think, rather than that bottom half because of how weak that second. I think this is tough. This bottom half. If we if we just quickly go through it, Cam Norrie, as I said, I, you can't trust him here because he's he's choked it so many times. Felix isn't fit. He hasn't played. I think he had a knee injury, didn't he? Uh, he was supposed to play in... Was he supposed to play in the, the Cup last week? Didn't yeah, play? Tournament, tournament favourite, though, Sean. Not for me, Felix. Yeah. After everything he did last year, his best stuff tends to come on indoor hard. I can't imagine a windy place like Auckland is, is going to be somewhere where he will particularly prosper. I think it's a terrible price on Felix. Fies is is the obvious one, but too short for me, really. I mean, he's got Gasquet first up. He should win that, but Gasquet's defending champion. Um, Eubanks isn't fit. He hasn't, he, I'm not entirely sure that he's going to play that match. He pulled out last week, didn't he? I think he was supposed to play last week in Brisbane. Um, didn't play. Van der Zanskop, you, you just can't trust him, can you? He's another one. Even if he does get to the, the final, you, you wouldn't trust him to actually win it, given what he's done in finals before. Um, so it's it's a tough one. So I've, t- I've taken Monfils. I think the bottom half is is very, very difficult. Yep. So Monfils is our bet. Eight to one currently at Bet Rivers. Head across to the Bet Rivers website. Uh, two matches we're going to discuss in Auckland. The first match is Dennis Shapovalov making his anticipated comeback. Hasn't played on the tour since Wimbledon. And he's up against Sebastian Offner. It's a tough opener for the Canadian. Plus 130 for Dennis Shapovalov. Uh, minus 160 for Offner, who was really impressive last week. Served some great stuff. I think he reached the quarterfinals. He had some big wins. He beat Struff. He beat Batista Agut. Semi-finals, actually. He got beat by Ruzavori mm. in the semi-finals. And he beat Mackenzie McDonald. And he absolutely blitzed Mackenzie McDonald. Player that's probably a little bit more comfortable on the clay and could have a breakthrough year this year at Offner, I think, if he if he continues that kind of form and gets it together here. Um, he plays uh, Shapovalov, as I said, to give you the time of that match. The time of that match is tomorrow at 6pm. The total is 22.5. The handicap will spread 1.5. Often they're giving up one and a half minus one twenty nine. Shabavilov plus one hundred two. I don't know what you bet you're, you're liking on this one, Sean. But um, is it are we heading towards the tie breaks again here? That's my lean. Yeah, yeah. You, you've preempted me a bit there. Um, I mean, this if this match was played a year ago, what price would Shapovalov have been? About one to three or something? Yeah, yeah, minus three dollars. Yeah. Um, it would have certainly been a a, a pretty big favourite. Now he's ranked one hundred nine in the world, Shapovalov, because he said he's not played since Wimbledon, so he's lost a a load of ranking points. Knee injury has been the problem for him. And his his former coach, Mikhail Eugenie, he stuck the knife in as well a few days ago. I don't know whether you saw that, but he said he, he said that Shapovalov was not committed enough to be a top, top player, basically. He said he doesn't do the right things off the court. I'm not sure what he was alluding to there, but he's he's basically saying that he's not totally committed to to being the best that he can be. Shapovalov didn't like it. He, he fired back with a, a riposte of his own. But... um. He was really keen to play here in Auckland, Shapovalov. He entered the qualies when his ranking wasn't quite high enough to get in. He got a little bit lucky with some withdrawals and, and all the rest of it and managed to get a wild card, card because of it. So he's in the main draw now. He would have had to go through qualies ordinarily. Uh, what is he, about 2.25 here, Shapovalov? Plus roughly? 130. Yeah, plus, plus, plus 230 in decimal. 2.3 plus, plus 130, yeah. yeah. It's tempting, isn't it? it? It really is tempting on, on his best form. And that, that could arrive at any time with Shabavala. That would be a great price. But as you said, Offner played really, really well last mm. week. Um, and he's the favourite on form. But he plays a lot of tie breaks, Offner. Um, I thought the price of over 10.5 games at, at 2-1 to one 
with Bet Rivers was was pretty tempting over ten and a half in set one. You feel like if Chapeau serves his best, which we we're never sure that whether he will or not because that service action there is, he he might have he's had a long time to to improve it and to to iron it out uh, in the time that he's been off. So it's a gamble, I, but I think I feel like it's it, the odds are pretty decent. So my lean here will be set one overs. I feel like it'll take Offner a while to to break that serve. Yep, Offner, and we know Shapovalov comes out fast. He comes out very fast. In his he matches. does. Uh, the final match we're going to talk about on this episode is Altmaier against Marcus Giron. Marcus Giron is minus $2. Altmaier is plus 160. That match is today, 6 p.m. Eastern time. So whatever Sean recommends here, you've only got a few hours to, to get on that bet or the head to the Betters website. 28 different markets available. Remember, if you do bet on the match, you can live stream it. And all these matches we're talking about, you can live stream. Total 22 and a half. The spread is two and a half. Marcus Giron minus two and a half, minus 124. Altmaier minus 104. Uh, receiving two and a half, never met before. Uh, what do you think of this one? If Giron's fit and firing and fresh and ready, he should he should win it reasonably comfortably. Um, he should play with too much pace for Altmaier on a, on a hard court. Altmaier prefers a, a sort of slow, quite high bouncing clay court. You know his hard court record it, it speaks for itself. Really, if we look at his last twelve months, Altmaier on outdoor hard at main level, he's two wins and nine losses, and his service points one and return points one total is just ninety four. Uh, gear on by way of comparison 12 wins 13 losses last year and his total is 100 so fully six points better gear on made the quarterfinals here last year lost in a final set uh to cam Norrie. you feel like if gear on plays reasonably near his best he should win this pretty comfortably so my lean here would be gear on minus two and a half games mm. was around about minus 123 with bet rivers when i looked earlier uh gear on minus 20 minus two and a half games is currently minus 124 and that match starts at 6 p.m. this evening. So there we have it. That is the first episode of myself and Sean. The build-up to the Australian Open starts next week. We'll be back with all loads of content on this tournament on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. And we'll be back with reaction and prices on the draw and odds and looking at the uh, head to the Australian Open. And then we've got a busy couple of weeks with the action in Melbourne. Sean, just give us a little recap of your official picks and your leans here this week in the two tournaments. Okay, so the official pick in Adelaide, the outrights as well. The yes, outrights were Shevchenko and Kokinakis, both around the 28 to 1 mark. Um, those two each way. Uh, Dan Evans to beat Hidja Carter should be around about even money. And the over half a tie break, the shade of plus money in Leheka against Popirin. That is a plus, I say, plus, slight plus money, one, plus 102 chance of Bet Rivers at the moment. So there you have it. Oh, uh, sorry, in Adelaide. It's Auckland. Oh, that's in Auckland. That was, yeah, if you could do Auckland as well, yeah. Yeah, just quickly, that's just Gail Monfils on the outright. Uh, yeah. Around about eight to one to win that. And there, yeah, that's That's it. win we, only, by the way, not each way. And we've got, we've got a lean for Offner over 10 and a half against Shapovalov and Marcus Giron minus two and a half in his match against All Remember, that match is today. I remember, you can follow us on all our socials on Twitter and Instagram at Because We Win. Um, you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. I know you've got a lot of subscribers there and download the podcast on your preferred podcast provider. The YouTube channel is Betting Weekly Studios. Please download the podcast. I can't keep saying this so much. And please subscribe to the channel and give us some comments. We want to hear from you. We want to have some comments. We want to have a really sort of interaction this year on the show. We want your comments. We want to 
get the ratings up. We want to also get the subscribers up. Uh, we did really well last year. We want to do even better this year. So in 2024, please get involved. Any questions you have for myself or Sean, you're more than happy to send them across. And any weird things you do when you're wagering, any more, any kind of strange, quirky things. Do you hide behind the sofa? Do you, do you turn the TV off? Do you walk the dog at certain times? Do you pace the front room? What, what do you do when you're watching these tennis matches? Do you serve the serve? Do you move to avoid the serve? What do you do? Let us know. Uh, Sean, thank you very much. Enjoy your day. Hopefully thank your you. January gets a lot better than your December. Hopefully you recover from your cold in time. Uh, myself and Sean will be back on Tuesday looking at these matches again. And tomorrow I'll be joined by Rory Giovanni, who's just nailed the winner on week number one uh, last week with Corey Goff over in New Zealand. And Rory will be trying to come back here and uh, continue his success from last week. Uh, take care, everyone. Have a good week. Good luck with your wages. And we'll speak to you all very soon.